Welcome to In the Weeds, a Mindscape podcast. Hey there, welcome to episode number four of season three of the In the Weeds podcast. I'm Pete Brand, Mindscape CEO and co-founder, and I'm joined by... COO Jeff Bell. Hi, Pete. How are you today? Doing good. How about you? Uh, not too bad. Been a super busy week, though. I know. You come back uh, from vacation and meet me at the airport on a Sunday, and then it feels like a Wednesday today. It's just been one of those weeks. Yeah. It's two days longer than it should be, it feels like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Especially when you're putting in 16-hour uh, days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, on today's episode of In the Weeds, we're talking about uh, determining budgets for marketing, and this is something that uh, we hear quite often when when prospects come to us and we're we're uh, working through the sales process with people, and we like to educate them as we go. And a lot of times, people don't really know how to determine a marketing budget, what they should actually be spending on marketing. Um, so one would generally think that. You know, you've got a budget, and um, and and that's what it is. But why is it so hard, Pete, for some of these clients, and and probably many of the people listening out there, my mom included, hi mom, um, for to determine that number? Well, I I, I actually think there's a, a number of of variables as to why it makes it so challenging. Um, and and I'll just start off with the very first thing that I can think of is. Um, you know, when you, when you think about an organization, in fact, uh, when we were, uh, on our trip down to Texas, we had a conversation as they were talking about different types of, or, or different sizes of organizations within this particular vertical market. And he said, you know, typically for an organization to go from zero to 3 million, they can accomplish that pretty easily by tapping into their own network, right? So they're milking their own network, building their business and getting it up to a certain level. And within this particular industry, a $3 million organization can be pretty profitable and you can build a pretty nice sized business. But if you wanna get up to that next level, and those are organizations that get up to about that $5 million level, you really need to start to mature a little bit in your approach and actually start to get to the network of your network. And so now all of a sudden you're expanding beyond your own personal reach and getting into the reach of other organizations that exist. But then to be able to take that leap from that you know, $5 million to $10 million plus, you need to do something different and that typically involves marketing. So if you think about not just that one particular market, but if you think about all of the businesses that start and then begin to grow, they all have to go through that similar type of, type of evolution. I thought it was a great breakdown, but so you get, get to your network and then you get to your network's network and then all of a sudden you've got to do something magically to be able to attract those strangers and get in front of those people and obviously digital marketing is a great way to do that. So that's the first reason why it can be challenging. The second is, and let me throw our entire industry under the bus, bad marketing. <laughs> if you have gotten to that level and you're trying to move up, and, and historically every time you've worked with a marketing or advertising agency or whatever, and you've expected them to help achieve those results or do a good job to get you where you wanna be, and then you've fallen flat, you never break out of that mindset of looking at the cost of marketing because there never should be viewed as a cost. It should be an investment. And whenever you make an investment, you get a return on that investment. So Right away? 
what's that? No, right away. No, 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 no. And I, <laughs> and I think we can, yeah, that, that, that actually leads into that next point, right? <laughs> like if you're going into marketing, sometimes it's not the advertising or the marketing agency's fault and, and it's not bad work that they've done, but you may have come to the equation with just the, the wrong mindset and you've expected, all right, if I'm going to, if I'm going to spend $5,000 today, um, or, or $5,000 this month, then I need to minimally get at least $5,000 in return revenue this month alone. Now, it sounds reasonable to be able to do that, but not really. If it's 5000 you want to get more than 5000 But organizations need to take the time to think about the lifetime value of their customer. If it happens to be a recurring client where they're going to pay you $500 a month and on average they stay with you for 10 years, you need to look at that entire revenue number and that's actually what that investment for that month buys you because it buys you future revenue as well. So then you have to start thinking about how do I keep my customers staying longer? How do I get them to spend more money per val- or per order? But those are things I think a lot of the time if you don't have a sophisticated marketing approach or if you just haven't really focused on marketing historically, it's kind of difficult to get there. So I would say as far as determining budget beyond that and just shifting, right? Like if you have an organization that you've been running for 20, 30 years, about two thirds of that time has been focused on traditional marketing and advertising and you haven't really thought about digital. So there's a lot of complexity involved in determining your marketing budget. But I think what what you should do is kind of jump into point two and let's talk about how you determine that marketing budget, maybe some formulas or what exists out there to be able to get that done so you're doing it effectively. Yeah, I wanna, I'll definitely talk about uh, that, but I wanna quickly go back to, you know, another thing I think that, that makes determining marketing budget difficult. And that's, I feel like a lot of times, um, some of the people that we talk to have um, too many disjointed tactics. So they might, um, you know, they might, give their SEO to one agency and give um, maybe some some display advertising or something to another agency and maybe give us pay-per-click advertising and then maybe give us the website and some campaigns. Then maybe they've got some radio and some outdoor and all these different agencies are doing all these different tactics, but it's really disjointed. So, you know, they sometimes you'd, you'd think you could just kind of add up what you're spending with all those agencies and say, oh, well, that should be what my budget is. Um, and I think a lot of times that's, that's you can actually save money by going with one agency for as much of that as possible because you end up with a cohesive strategy where everything's working together as opposed to, you know, you kind of farming out and and saying, well, we've got this campaign, so let's do that in radio and then let's do this other thing through an email campaign and let's do another thing on SEO and another thing with these, these um, you know, maybe end-to-end campaigns. So uh, I think that's another piece that makes it hard is there's a lot of specialties within the marketing industry, like, you know, just advertising or even just outdoor advertising or just radio and television advertising. And then, you know, you got digital marketing and then you know, all these yeah. things makes it and then just web development companies. And so it, you know, the, I think the more you can bring it in to one agency, 
you know, whether that's you know, Mindscape certainly is able, capable of handling uh, much of those things, but whether you use Mindscape or anybody, um, I think a lot of times when you can bring the majority of that work into one agency, there's a more holistic approach that can go into that and actually winds up saving you money. But, uh, but again, all those different fragmentations and specialties of agencies within the vertical, I think can make uh, determining a budget hard as well. Yeah, I, I actually, I think so. So, and I totally understand when a company is in a situation where they want to get like specialists in their different areas. And in some cases you have that the CMO or the marketing director that really has a deep knowledge about how to keep everything playing together. So in that instance where you've got someone that's got a great track record, they know what levers to pull over here that will impact something way over here, they can do that effectively. And in some cases they could bring in an agency to kind of quarterback and handle that if they feel a little vulnerable in any of those areas. And sometimes it's good just to do that, to bring in that quarterback that can manage all of those different uh, disciplines just because they bring a level of objectivity to the picture as well. So that sure, can help yeah. them. Yeah. So anyway, I uh, just wanted to talk about the, that different, the fragmentation within the uh, our industry and that can kind of muddy the water a bit too. But um, as far as like what formulas we use, um, and, and this kind of goes on to our next point here, like how, okay, we kind of understand why it's so difficult, but how can we make it simpler? And, and we use uh, just a couple different formulas here and they're super, super easy. So if you just have no place to start, um, I'll actually have Rachel put in the the, uh, the description here. You can get a, a link to the one of our calculators, but um, if you just don't know where to start, um, think about just, your total revenue for the year, annual revenue, um, take 10% of that as a total marketing budget, and then just cut that in half, and then that can be dedicated to digital. So um, ultimately, you're looking at, um, what is that, 10% and then 5% or uh, 50% of that, so like 5% roughly, or yeah, 5%. Um, now, that's just ballpark. Um, some other metrics say, you know, once you kind of come up with that number, some other metrics say you want to use about to just maintain your market share, right? If you're not in growth mode, you're an established company, you uh, are doing other things in marketing, um, but it's just 7% of revenue just to maintain. So you just take top line revenue, seven percent of that should be your all-in marketing budget that's just to maintain your position without growing um, if you want to grow you've got to double that to 15 percent so um you know just a, a couple different ways to look at that um so baseline 10 percent top line revenue cut it in half five percent should be digital uh, but otherwise you're looking at 10 percent that 10 percent falls kind of in that range of seven percent to maintain or 15 percent to grow so somewhere around there if you just want the simplest calculation is just seven percent to 15 percent of top line revenue um, depending on if you want to just maintain your current position or or grow right and if you happen to be like a brand new startup 
and you don't have any revenue to start, then you have to figure it out because you you probably have to spend more because you're looking at generating awareness yeah, and absolutely. a number of other things. But but these are I think these calculations work really well for more of a mature organization that's just trying to figure out what way to go. Yeah, startups. I think um, in fact I think Amanda was talking. She the last she saw was like I think upwards of fifty to seventy percent even of investment budget to uh, to do that. So. Uh, just because you're you're brand new. Um, all right, so that's kind of top line revenue calculation. The other calculation is lifetime value calculation. And with this one, uh, you basically determine the lifetime value of a customer. So Pete kind of alluded to that before, but um, you know if they if they buy something from you for a hundred dollars a month and then they stay around for five years, you do $100 a month times 12 is 1,200 times five is 6,000. So what that means is that for every one customer you get is worth $6,000 over their lifetime. Now, uh, kind of going back to what we were talking about before with, with having this mentality of getting an immediate return, let's say you are paying a marketing agency $5,000 a month and you get one lead. Well, and, and let's say just, not a lead, let's say that lead ends up converting and then they become a customer of yours. That's not worth, even though that's a $100 a month product, that's not worth $100 for that month. So you put $5,000 a month in by paying your agency, you got a $100 a month client, that's not worth $100 to you, that's worth $6,000 to you, right? So you did get your return on your investment for that month. Mm-hmm. But, um, and th- that's what a lot of people miss, I think, when figuring these out is there's these long lead times, these long run times of these customers with lifetime value. It's not just that, that single monthly drop in the bucket, it's how much that adds up over time. Then there's other things that a marketing agency can do for you, which is like Pete alluded to before, how do we increase that You know, five years to six or seven years that they're staying with you by doing some campaigns to delight them and staying in front of them and building your brand and, and uh, that type of stuff. So, so lifetime value is really the other uh, piece of that calculation. So you can either do kind of just a seven to 15% of top line revenue or do a calculation based on lifetime value. Um, and speaking of value, uh, that's kind of our next point here, which is uh, what are some of the best values out there when it comes to marketing? Uh, and, and, and I would like to kind of approach this from two standpoints and Pete, I'll pass the first one to you, which is just a monetary value. What are some best values from the money side? And then I want to talk a little bit about maybe some best values on the education side. Like how can we get some value from learning that can maybe feed into a more dollar centric value approach? Yeah. So from a monetary standpoint, uh, the the most, probably the, the greatest value that that you're going to get from anything is going to be your investment in content. Um, I mean, if you look at it, uh, uh, paid traffic, like if we're going to buy visitors to a website and we have a $5,000 a month budget to be able to do that, um, you know, we're going to spend $5,000 every month and we're going to get the same number of visitors, whether that takes us five days to expend that budget or 30 days. But as soon as that money's gone, so is the attention. We no longer get any more visitors. So it's very 
you know, stagnant, but it's predictable, right? We know $5,000 is going to get us X amount of visitors and we're going to get those same eyeballs every single month. When you think about it from a content perspective, you create one piece of content, that content is going to continue to work for you over time, every single time. Like we have some blog posts that we wrote seven or eight years ago that are still generating the largest segment of traffic on our site and it's still producing for us, which creates other opportunities to dress that up, get it even, you know, increase the effectiveness of that content. So content, and when you think about it from the perspective of value from the visitors that you're trying to attract, when you create that content and it's content that delivers value, you're increasing your credibility, that's going up through the roof. You're also put positioning yourself as a, as a thought leader where they're going to turn to if they ever, ever have any other questions. And it just really helps solidify that relationship you have with the customers once you get it. Uh, another investment area that I think probably the, the other one that I think delivers the most value is any investment you make in SEO. Now, we've alluded to this a couple previous times in this episode, but you know it's not just about that immediate return. SEO is long-term and it's sustainable. And, and frankly, if you've got anybody that's, that, that comes to you and says, all right, I really need to get things cranked up over the course of the next 60 days or I'm going to be in deep doo-doo because we, just, we need to get more revenue in-house, SEO is not that tactic. So you kind of, you know, there's a famous saying, dig your well before you're thirsty. And that's exactly what SEO does. Every single investment you make in SEO is a long-term investment. But the more you focus on it, the more time and effort and the more content you create behind it to support it, that's like a double win. You're put it, you're, you're literally digging that well that's going to be able to be fruitful nine months, 12 months, or even five years from now. Dig your well before you're thirsty. I've never heard that before. Well, if you're thirsty and you're dehydrated, you don't have the strength to <laughs> no, build the damn well. It, it, it totally makes sense. But <laughs> yeah. I feel like you just made that up. No, no, I've no, never man. heard that before. No, Did you just make that up? That's because you don't hang around smart people oh. like I do. <laughs> yeah, I hang around you. <laughs> Touche. Smack talk episode number five. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think th those are great points, Pete, on the monetary value side. If we take a look then on you know some of the best value from the education side, right? Because a lot of our our approach here is to to learn and and optimize as we go, right? We don't want to just release something into the wild and then hope that it works. We like to just release it and then monitor and tweak as we go. And so, from an education standpoint, um, th the one tactic you said probably isn't a great investment from a monetary side is actually a wonderful investment on the learning side, uh, and that's a paid uh, uh, pay-per-click because what you can learn there is you can try out some some test some keywords to see if they're resonating, see if you get the right traffic, to see if they convert well. If they don't, you know you don't want to organically optimize those. You know you don't want to put investment behind uh, content for those keywords. So there's wonderful opportunity there uh, on the paid side of things because as soon as you learn what you need to learn, you shut it off and you don't have any further investment in that. So uh, there's uh, kind of a double-edged sword there. But... Um, I think that's it, really, from a, uh, from a determining your marketing budget. We talked about um, why it's difficult, and we talked about, you know, kind of there's bad marketing agencies out there, and, and uh, 
and maybe some bad experiences that play into it. We've talked about, you know, that that immediate return, uh, trying to get, you know, five thousand dollars in in month one and five thousand dollars out in month one. Uh, And then also uh, too many disjointed tactics um, that that don't kind of work together. And so that can can water down that that budget. We talked about um, some formulas to use, both a lifetime value formula as well as uh, just a, a percentage of top line revenue. And then we talked about uh, some some best values for your marketing dollar, uh, as well as some uh, some educational value there as well. So uh, those are kind of our three points we wanted to talk about today when uh, determining your your budget for marketing. And so with that, uh, Pete, go on and take us out. All right. Be sure to uh, head on over and check out our website, wearemindscape.com slash in the weeds to learn about past episodes or even uh, leave some notes for us on what you'd like to see coming up in the future. You can also visit our social channels at the profile We Are Mindscape. And if you want to give us some things that you'd like us to cover in the future, just use the hashtag in the weeds podcast. That will help us a lot. Or just go ahead and send us an email at intheweeds at wearemindscape.com. Thanks a lot for tuning in and look forward to seeing you in the next one. Bye-bye, everyone.